It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer, brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Todd Surprise, Kirk Elliott, hanging out with us as he does now just every day. Every day now, Kirk is hanging out with us because that is the future of this show. Kirk and I are going to be taking over the show and doing it once a week, starting on the 9th. Is that right, Kirk? The 9th? That would be the day, and the I ninth. hang out because I listen to your show every day. So even right. if you don't see me on the air, I'm still hanging out listening, I pre- as I have been since January. I appreciate you yeah. uh, coming on board and hanging out with us uh to do the show we're going to start doing it on mondays at noon and uh we want to thank everybody that tunes into our show each and every day um you know uh, we've made the decision to cut back to one day a week um it just because it is a grind trying to do 312 shows a year and you didn't take any time off at all so no wonder not, not much. Just get a little burned out. A little bit of time, not too much, <laughs> not too much. But at, uh, you're going to take a couple of weeks off here after next Friday, a week from this Friday, it'll be the last of the five days a week show, and then uh, we're all going to take a couple of weeks off. Oh man, I am looking forward to it. I I don't know what I'm. What are you going to do when you take those two weeks off, Kurt? I don't know yet. What are you going to do? You going to go up to the farm? Probably. Probably hang out yeah. up there a little bit. I just haven't decided what I'm going to do. <laughs> Kirk, uh, people don't really know much about you. I'll watch the uh, shootout. I'll watch quite a bit of the shootout. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm not sure what I'm going to do when it comes to the shootout this year. I'm not sure if I'm going to go down there or not. I'll probably go down there a couple days. Um,. But probably not going to stay down there the entire week because that is just a grind, just a ball buster. And, you know, out of all the years that we did the uh, the show, um, Kirk, when we did the, 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 uh, the Tulsa shootout, those were long days. Man. We were locked oh and loaded. Gosh. Todd was included in all that. We just did it rough. all for a number of years down there. Right. And uh, the racing is as good as the Chili Bowl, really. Great racing. If you're really really into racing all day long, uh, you see some great action down there. The shootout produces great races, though. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about it. I want to shout out to Steve and Tammy. Tammy, um, you know, I think... We have made up our mind that we are going to come up there for PA Speed Week. I think that's what I'm going to do uh, next year. I'm going to go up to Pennsylvania for Speed Week up there, and I'm going to enjoy some good old company with some of our friends up there. I hope we get to meet Tammy while we're up there as well, uh, Marie, a lot of our friends that are up there in the Midwest or up there in the uh, Northeast. Looking forward to that. Aren't you looking forward to that, Kirk? Absolutely. Now, yeah. here's the plan. Go right. to Pennsylvania to start out for the PA Speed Week. Ends right. what, around the 4th of July? Right. 
then work your way towards Ohio and Eldora Speedway. You've mm-hmm. got the Million Dollar Race and the King's Royal. Then head back through Indiana. Go to Indiana Sprint Week. Catch the non-wing cars. And then after that, you're quickly into August. Right. And you know where you go when it's August. Knoxville. Go to Knoxville. How about that for a summer? Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, hopefully the old motorhome, if we still have the motorhome. You know, we would like to trade our motorhome. We've got a 2006 Fleetwood Discovery motorhome, diesel pusher, and I'd like to trade that for a fifth wheel. So you can have a vehicle to drive once you get parked in wherever you're You can tow a car behind the motorhome, yeah, for sure. But with a fifth wheel, you've had the vehicle to pull the uh, trailer, the, right. the camper, get it situated, then you have something to drive right. when you're there. You, you might want to fly out there, Kurt. I, I, I don't see you wanting to ride out all the way out there. I've driven to Pennsylvania before. I, I Well, I'm not saying. I've done that. I know. Yeah. I drove all the way to Williams Grove Speedway one time. Today was a big day for the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, Kirk, wasn't it? It was Hall of Fame Friday. That's what it is at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. And they made the announcements this morning at about 10 o'clock. They give away the sprint car. We know who the winner of the sprint car is. What's his name? His name is Todd Allen from Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Now, Todd Allen, you said, is kind of a... You're you're using his words when when he said this. He said that he's kind of a low-budget racer, right? Yeah, I called him up to see if he wanted to come on the air to talk about it. Right. And uh, he said, well, I'm waiting to hear back some details on uh, taxes and whatever. I'm not much of a talker. But I said, you race? And he said, yeah, I'm a low-budget racer, 410s. He's raced at Port Royal and Williams Grove before. And he said this, uh, he was talking about the engine. This engine's a lot better than what I got, that's for sure. What right. about the race car? This That's a triple X race car. Triple uh, so, X makes great race yeah. cars. So, you know, yeah. I'm kind of glad to see a racer yes. win this. Somebody He's that is on the lower end scale. Yeah, that's exactly that's what. perfect. I mean, that, that is exactly what this is all about, isn't it? This, for somebody it to get their sprint car that doesn't have a real good sprint car, and to get a quality sprint car now like you, this? Now you got two cars. Right. You have a backup engine. Right. And you got your real car. I mean, we talked about this at the beginning. Uh, I hate to see this thing go to somebody who bought 1,000 tickets. I love somebody buying 1,000 tickets or 200 tickets or whatever right. as a corporation. Yeah. But I love seeing it as a race car driver winning this thing. Man, yeah, he's awesome. a low-budget racer. And how how appropriate is that for a guy like this to win that car? I think it's it's well. Cool. If he's smart, he'll race this car. Absolutely. Right. Take his take his older car, put it to the side. Exactly. Use this as his primary car, and use his older car as a backup. How much better can it get? Triple X chassis with a Moyle Racing engine. Yeah. He's good to go. Race at Port Royal and Williams Grove. Man, oh man. Yeah. What a great, great, great opportunity for this guy. Especially when when you, you know, I've raced on a budget before. It's not fun to race on a budget, to no, be honest with you. Because you want to win. 
And to win, you you got to have at least everything everybody else you're racing against. You know, when I first started racing, um, my first race car, just so you know, 1977, a street stock, I had probably about $250 in that car. And my second car I bought from Jim Penny, God rest his soul. Jim Penny, one of the great guys in my lifetime. Um, I bought my second race car from Jim Penny for $275. And what year would that be? That would have been 78. So 77, I had 250 in a car. And in 78, I had 275 in the car. And then... Um, I, my third race car that I bought, I paid 600 for it and then I had to put an all new body on it, put a motor in it and everything in it. I probably had about 1500 in my second, my third car. None of that would get you very far today. None, none. That, that, that's, uh, was back in the day when you built cheap race cars and uh, people built their own stuff back then. Yeah. Well, me and my uncle Gene did. To be honest with you, there weren't many parts off the shelf back in 1978, 1980. Right. Um, Tammy says uh, maybe the racing boys can see Todd Allen race in person when you come to Central PA this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Be racing this car. Let's hope he will be. You know, I got a little bit, you know, my middle name is Allen. So when I heard that name, I thought, oh, my God, here it comes. You know, <laughs> I forgot to ask him is he if he's related to Bobby and Joey Allen. I forgot right. to ask him that. Mm. Uh, Tim's checking in from uh, cold Iowa City. He's watching up there. I bet it is cold up there in Iowa City right now. It's cold right here in Kansas City. What was the temperature when you come in, Todd? I was well. I was in a different car, so I didn't. I was in my son's oh, car. I, yeah. It has a temperature thing. I just don't know where to look at in the car to see right. that. But, <laughs> but it, it, I do see on the weather. I'm looking right now on the thing. It does say the temperatures will be rising a little bit here, but we are in for a drop here. They say it's going to get freezing cold. Yeah, yeah. and then if you look across the, the nation, you know we're, we got lucky to miss the the snow. So. Right. So, um, anyway, it's good to see somebody um, that uh, has a low-budget team win this race car. Uh, that That's good good news. Right yeah, there. That's, that's who you'd like to see win this, guy that's already yeah. a racer. You know, we were talking before the show, uh, before they made the an- announcement of who was going to win it. Right. You asked the question, okay, if we win it, what are we going to do with this sprint car? <laughs> you know, it's kind of fun to think about. I... My first reaction is race it. You're the driver. You climb in and uh, strap in flip and that thing l- right first listen. Night and lose listen. Well, the first thing my daughters, uh, you know, there was a couple years ago, Kirk. Remember when I said I was going to get a non-wing sprint car? Yeah, you had the remember suit. That? Had the suit made, ready right? For I, was gonna, were, I was going to. I was going to. I was going to do it. You got a lot of pushback from your daughters. My daughters said that they would not talk to me if I drove a sprint car. Yep, I remember that. And that's why we're, we're looking at other things now. <laughs> and, and, and the reason they said that is is because they know that I don't ease up on anything. I, it's just like. You get hurt in a sprint car, man. Uh, I, I think so. Because you just would go for it and they cause, would just cause go Because I, I don't know any other way than to yeah. go for it. You know, some, some of my proudest moments. I. I, I I say this, 
you know, I, 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 won, I won my share of races when I was driving back in the day. But I think maybe my biggest accomplishment, Kirk, and, and you were there that day, in 2003 when I qualified for my first ARCA race at Kansas Speedway. Yep, I, was, I watched that whole thing. I was there, there was 50-some cars there. And I qualified 11th. And and to me, that was one of my biggest accomplishments as a race car driver because out of 50-some cars to qualify 11th, and to be honest with you, I was 6th. And we got down to around 40-some cars, and I was still around 6th, 7th in qualifying. That was one of my biggest accomplishments. You was all, you were always a good qualifier. Always qualified good. In anything yep. you drove. Yeah. Yep. You qualified I don't know why that is. Why Why is that you were such a good qualifier? Because I drove like crazy. I, the I, same I, reason why your daughters don't want you in a sprint car, because you only know one way to go. And, and, just and that's all out. out. So right. qualifying is important. It is. You've got to, you know, but you some people start do not. Some yeah. people, we know how qualifying is with some people. When right. you're single on the track by yourself, you get a little, you back off a little bit earlier. You need more people to push it. But there's certain guys like Scott uh, or full on. That don't need other guys on the track to put what their car will do. Well, the thing about qualifying is, is that most of the time, and and I I held the track record in the super truck, and I was fast qualifier and my modified and whatever. But to be honest with you, every time that I qualified good, I felt like I was out of control. I, I don't know what it is. But you made it around. I made it around. Well, that's you when made, you're you on made it. the laps. Right. Now, what happened when the the memory that I have is you spinning right in the trioval at Kansas Speedway, getting sideways? No, Kirk. I didn't spin in the trioval. I spent, spun out in turns three and four. Was it three and four? Yeah. I don't know why I remember it was right in front of me as I was. I was sitting in the grandstands that time. No, on, on to be honest with you, on the fourth lap of the race, I spun out. I started fortieth, and I came all the way back up to eighth. Do you remember that? I do recall that, and I'll, I'll never forget uh, Jeff Berger telling me that day, after the race, he goes, "Man, I'm glad you were here." I said, "What do you mean?" I didn't have a great day. I tore up my car. He says, you're the only car that passed anybody. Well, that's true. Come you passed from, a lot of race cars that day. Uh, uh, only to only to crash again. Yeah, that wasn't very good. And then day. after that, uh, Clint Boyer drove your car. That was a good day. That was a lot of fun that day. So, anyway, reminiscing back in the day. All right, Kirk. Um so, uh, what'd you think about the uh, the announcements of uh, the North American Pull Awards? No surprises to any of them. Justin Grant, the non-wing driver, Blake Hahn, the 360 Driver of the Year, and Brent Marks, winning Driver of the Year in the 410 class, largely off his wins at the right. historical big one and the Kings Royal the same weekend in July last year and all the other races that he Were won. Were you a little surprised that it wasn't Brad Sweet to get the 410 Driver of the Year? No, because the number of races that Brent Marks won, right. even though they weren't all World of Outlaw races, uh, they didn't have to be all World of Outlaw races to win the 410 Driver of the Year. I thought based on his whole body of work, 
and the number of big races that he won and competed high in that Brent Marks was a- Anthony Macri had to be right in there, too, didn't he? I think he? he ended up third. Was he the, third? The balloting. Brad was second, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. So I, I thought no surprises to me who won those awards. Right. And Shane Carson winning the Tom Schmay Award mm. uh, this year. So I thought that's pretty cool. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, uh, uh, what about uh, Brian Hobart picked up the 360 Media Award, didn't he? He did. They had the Media Awards, Brian Holbert in the 360 class. We had uh, the winner in the 410 class, Brian Walker, and Chet, our good friend who's the announcer for the USAC, winning in the uh, non-wing class. Right. I think what we'll do, uh, why don't we do this, Todd? Why don't we take a quick break right here, and then we'll come back and we'll play the portion of the announcements with the uh, uh, National Poll Award winners. How about that? You want to do that, Kurt? Yes, we'll just uh, have Bob Baker reveal himself all of the details that he made earlier this morning. All right. We'll we'll be right back here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucasville Products. It works. And uh, we'll be right back with more. We'll play the uh, entire segment of Bob Baker announcing all the North American Polo Award winners. Yeah, it's not very long. It's not so very long. I, he, yeah. he goes through it all pretty quickly. All right. We'll, we'll be right back with more right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, it works. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play, get away. 
Osage National Coffee Sort. Three nine-hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay in play packages in our first-class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back. It's Mostly Motorsports. It's brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. I want to thank Lucas for being such a great partner of ours for so many years. And, um, again, I think we're, we're close to landing a new sponsor um, with Mostly Motorsports. And uh, I want to chime in here what tammy said she said brent marks make uh winning makes sense can't always be a world of outlaw driver who wins even though they run the toughest schedule each season i agree with i that. agree with that this is not just a world of outlaws right. driver of the year so right. brent marks uh very deserving to win the 410 driver of the year right uh, pete pete we always appreciate you bud you're you're one of our loyal listeners, man, and we we can't thank you enough for being a part of the show each and every day. He says National Midget League returns to Southern Illinois Center for the Junior Knipper Fifty Five. Tune in to this Saturday on Dirt Vision at six p.m. Eastern Time. We got something to watch this weekend. Yeah, man, I am excited. Unlike about a week that. ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Todd. So, are you ready to go over there? All right, so this is Bob Baker, and this is the announcement of the National Poll Award winners, right? Right, and right. there's a lot of names we haven't already given you, the top five in each class. Uh, there's some other names like Rookies of the Year and Crews of the Year that Bob mentioned, so we thought we'd, rather than us go through all those names, let's have right. Bob Baker do that. Right. Hey, there's old Larry Atkins. Hey, Larry, how you doing, bud? He says, waiting on you at the Chili Bowl. I'll be down for the Chili Bowl, not so much maybe for the shootout. 
might just take a little vacation. Just a little. We're, th- we're going to have a good time at the Chili Bowl. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. Um, Larry's a good guy, man. One of my favorite people down there at the He's Chili Bowl. He's one of the best. He is one of the very best. All right, so here we go. Um, this is Bob Baker making the announcement on the National Pole Award winners up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum this morning. We'll start with our non-wing Sprint Car Pole Awards. We'll announce the recipients. First of all, we'd like to start with the driver of the year. We're going to name the top three drivers. We'll have all 15 drivers in order listed on our website starting next week. But the top three drivers in non-wing sprint cars this year for 2022 are Justin Grant in first place, second place, Brady Bacon, third place, C.J. Leary, fourth place, Robert Ballou, and fifth place was Kyle Cummins. Congratulations to all the drivers who finished in the top five for the non-wing pole awards. Our team of the year was the top motorsports number four car. Congratulations. Our rookie of the year, no surprise, Emerson Axum in the non-wing sprint car pole awards. Our wild card award winner was Kyle Cummins. The builder manufacturer innovator of the year was Joe Devon at DRC Chassis. Joe's won several of these. I believe it's his eighth or ninth Builder Manufacturer of the Year Pull Award. Our media member of the year in the non-wing sprint cars was USAC's Chet Christner. Chet, congratulations. Thanks for all you do for sprint car racing. Our promoter of the year again this year is the O'Connor family from Kokomo for the non-wing sprint cars. That's all of our non-wing pull awards. We'll move right into the 360 sprint car pull awards with driver of the year. Our driver of the year was Blake Hahn. Finishing second was Wayne Johnson. Justin Sanders was third. Derek Hagar was fourth. And Sam Haperteek Jr. was fifth. Those are our top five. Again, we'll have all 15 listed on our website when we do that next week. Team of the year was Blake Hahn Racing in the number 52 sprint car. Rookie of the year in the 360 division was Kyler Johnson. The wild card award winner was Chase Randall. Builder manufacturer, innovator of the year, in the 360 division was Frank Galusha from EMI Chassis. Our media member of the year in the 360s was Brian Hulbert from ASCS and also a tie with Michael Rigsby from Flow Sports. So congratulations to both Brian and Michael for your media member pull awards. Our promoter of the year in the 360s was Doug Johnson from Houston Speedway and the Jackson Motorplex. So Doug, congratulations. Our last class of pull awards are the 410 Sprint Car Pull Awards. And at the end of that, we will announce our Thomas J. Schmay, uh, person for outstanding contribution to the sport. In the 410 Sprint Car, the top five drivers are driver of the year, Brent Marks. Finishing second was Brad Sweet. Anthony Macri, third. David Gravel, fourth. And Carson Macedo, fifth. Again, we'll have the top five listing on our website next week. The team of the year in the 410 Sprint Car Polls is Murray Marks Racing, the number 19 car. Again, a tie for Rookie of the Year this year in the 410s, Briggs Danner and Max Mitri. Briggs Danner and Max Mitri tied for pull award votes this year. Our wild card award winner was Anthony Macri. Builder, manufacturer, innovator of the year in the 410 sprint cars is Stevie Smith from Smith Titanium. Our media member of the year is Brian Walker with the World of Outlaws. Promoter of the year, in the 410 Sprint Cars Pull Awards is Doug Johnson from Houston Speedway and Jackson Motorplex. And all three of the Pull Award voters vote on the Thomas J. Schmay Outstanding Contribution to the Sport. So this is voted on by the non-wing community, 
builders, manufacturers, promoters, sanctioning officials, the 360 voters, and also the 410 voters. We're very proud that our Hall of Fame inductee, Shane Carson, is going to be the recipient of this year's Thomas J. Schmay Outstanding Contribution to the Sport. Thank you, Shane, for not, not only everything you do for the sport, but what you do for the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. At this point, we're going to take a very, very brief, quick break as we move the cameras down to the raffle sprint car area. You'll get to see the brand new raffle sprint car that's a triple X chassis and also the Moyle Racing Engine 410. And we're going to give some lucky person a $90,000 race car in about one minute. So stay tuned. All right, there you have it, Bob Baker. What'd you think of that, Kirk? Uh, yeah, the as we talked about a little bit earlier, Justin Grant, Blake Hahn, and Brent Marks are the three drivers of the year for mm -hmm. Nodden Wing 360 and 410, and uh, those are deserving uh, awards. And, and most of those guys are the publicists for their series, right? No, the drivers of the year. But as far as the media awards, right? Yeah, except you know Brian Holbert tied with uh, Michael Rigsby from Flow Racing for the 360 media award, and. Uh, Chet Christner, the the voice of the USAC now, right, right, uh, for the non-wing, and uh, Brian Walker, who's the publicist for the World of Outlaws for right. the 410 class. Mm -hmm. So, uh, all of those uh, names were announced uh, about 10 o'clock this morning, and uh, after the 410 Sprint Car was given away to Todd Allen out of Lebanon, Pennsylvania, we had the announcements of the inductees to the 2023. Hall of Fame class, the mm. National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. And there are 13 new members. We'll let Bob Baker uh, talk about who those new inductees to next year's Hall of Fame are. All right. There you go, Todd. Hey, this is the third part of our Hall of Fame Friday. I know a lot of you have been waiting for these announcements on who our new Hall of Fame inductees are. We have 13 Hall of Fame inductees to announce. So we're going to show you a brief picture of them, tell you a little bit about them. And also want to make sure we invite everybody back to Knoxville on Saturday, June the 6th for our induction banquet over at Dyer Hudson Hall on the Marion County Fairgrounds right behind the main grandstand at Knoxville. So we're just going to start with the drivers in alphabetical order and away we'll go. Our first driver to be inducted next year in 2023 will be Ken Hamilton. Ken and the Grant King built pink lady sprint car marveled fans in the West and Northwest for almost 50 years. In his first year in the car, Ken won 19 out of 22 races, and the, success, and the successes kept coming. Ken is a two-time winner of the Copper World Classic. He's won at tracks on the West Coast from Ascot to Skagit and promoted the Meridian Speedway in Idaho for almost 20 years. Our next inductee is Chad Kemenoff. Chad has been successful on the dirt tracks across the country for some time. He's a six-time All-Star Circuit of Champions titleist. He holds two Ohio Speed Week championships, is fourth with the series in A-Main starts, and is third in top five finishes. In addition to his All-Star Sprint Car exploits, he is a winner of the Kevin Gobrick Rookie of the Year Award with the World of Outlaws and holds six feature wins with the Outlaws. Our next inductee is Corey Cruzman. Corey's success in sprint cars branched from his native California across the country, the 1999 non-wing world champion is also a two-time SCRA USAC CRA champion, a two-time Indiana Sprint Week champ, and a Western States dirt track champion, amongst other accomplishments. Not counting unsanctioned wins and his midget prowess, he has accumulated 123 sprint car wins under a sanction, 67 with SCRA, 
37 with USAC CRA, 15 with USAC, 3 with the Sprint Bandits, and 1 with the MSCS. Our next inductee is Bobby Marshall. Before he was asked by Ted Johnson to be an original traveling member of the World of Outlaws, Bobby had already been named the 1972 Texas Sprint Association Rookie of the Year. He'd racked up numerous wins with the NCRA, won four of six races driving Speedy Bill Smith's number 4X, and won the first two Devil's Bowl Winter Nationals. He would later be a two-time Devil's Bowl track champion before an early retirement. He is credited with 108 career sprint car victories. Our final driver to be inducted this year is Joey Saldana. Following his father, Joe, as an inductee, Joey's storied career behind the wheel sees him third all-time in all-star wins with 74 wins. 18 of those wins came in 1995 alone and is still a single season record with the series. He would go on to a 17-year career with the World of Outlaws, winning 105 times, which is seventh on the all-time win list. Joy is a two-time Kings Royal winner, two-time Gold Cup titleist, and has wins at the Brad Doty Classic, the Ironman 55, and many huge races overseas. Our next inductee is from our owners, mechanics, builders, manufacturers, and car builders category, Johnny Caples. Johnny saw sprint car racing from every angle, starting as a driver. He was New Mexico Racing Association champion. He followed fellow New Mexican drivers Bobby and Al Unzer to Indiana. He won his first USAC feature in 1968 and competed in 1969 and 1970 before turning wrenches. He was a three-time USAC champion as a chief mechanic and once as a car owner. He became USAC senior vice president and director of competition in 1992 and was the chairman of the USAC board of directors from 2002 to 2010. Our next inductee in this category is Paul Hazen. A staple as an Indiana sprint car owner since 1967, Paul's list of drivers is very impressive. His best runs have come with Jim Elliott with three track championships and Tony Elliott with 75 wins and nine track championships and John Stanbro with 37 wins. Just a few others to succeed in Paul's number 57 have been Kevin Thomas, Robbie Stanley, Tracy Hines, Jay Drake, Dave Darlin, Jeff Gordon, and Brian Clawson. Our final member to be inducted in our owners, mechanics, builders, and manufacturers category is Tommy Sanders. Tommy's origins as a mechanic came in central Pennsylvania. After helping Gene Goodling to five championships at Lincoln, Susquehanna, and Williams Grove, he joined Bobby Allen to build cars and accumulate 65 wins over nine years. Tommy's run on the road included Sammy Swindell's World of Outlaw Championships with Laverne Nance, Brad Doty's Rookie of the Year in 1982, many of Doug Wolfgang's wins, and Keith Kaufman's dominance with car owner Al Hamilton. He also built Sammy's 1997 World of Outlaw Championship car, among many other winners and titleists. Our next category is the promoters, officials, media members, and event series sponsors. Our first inductee in this class is Max Dolder. Max, an original native, Max moved to the Tampa, Florida area in his early 20s and took his camera with him. He became the track photographer at East Bay in the new fairgrounds track. He shot for National Speed Sport News at sprint car races across the country, creating makeshift dark rooms along the way. Max has contributed not only to National Speed Sport News, but countless other publications, including Open Wheel, Circle Track, and Sprint Car and Midget Magazine. 
He also is an inductee in the Little 500 Hall of Fame. Our next inductee is Alan Kreitzer. Alan has been one of the most recognized personalities in the central Pennsylvania sprint car scene for over 40 years. Alan was promoter and owner of Silver Spring Speedway from 1980 to 2005. He was the promoter and owner at Susquehanna from 1990 to 1993, was the co-promoter at Williams Grove from 1993 to 2003, the co-promoter at Sillings Grove from 2016 to 2020, and is the co-promoter and co-owner at Lincoln since 1993 to this day. Alan is the founder of the Pennsylvania Sprint Car Speed Week and has been the owner and promoter of that since 1991. Alan also was a major contributor and founder and still serves on the board at the Eastern Museum of Motor Racing and he, co he holds countless awards in the region. Our next inductee in the Promoters, Officials, Media Members category is Ralph Shaheen. A native of California, Ralph has been a champion of sprint car racing for over 30 years through a number of media outlets. Ralph's play-by-play -play work on TNN's live coverage of the Knoxville Nationals and at Eldora ushered in a new era for attendance for the Knoxville Nationals and the Kings Royal. Ralph has also worked for the Speed Channel and currently is employed by Speed Sport. His promotion of sprint cars has gone beyond the booth to his news magazine features on TV and his columns in print. Our next inductee is Johnny Vance. Johnny follows his Hall of Fame father into induction. By the early 1960s, he was a USAC technical chairman. In 1981, he would take over Don Siebert's championship USAC team and become a car owner. In his role as a USAC official, he was instrumental in convincing Earl Baltus to start the four crown races. Drivers for Johnny over, the dec over three decades included Jim Mahoney, Gene Lee Gibson, Joe Saldana, Tracy Hines, Steve Butler, Dave Steele, Steve Kinzer, Jack Hewitt, Tony Elliott, Jack Hottenshield, Ryan Newman, Damian Gardner, and many more. His cars won 44 USAC Sprint Car events and eight Silver Crown scores. Championships came with Butler in 1990 and Elliott in 1998. Our final inductee is our pre-1970 inductee. It's our vintage class, and this year we're proud to induct Joy Ray. Joy had a decorated 17-year career as a driver. He was the first black driver to compete in a sanctioned race when he took the MDTRA in Mitchell, Indiana, April 6, 1947. His first win came later that year in Logansport. Joy's groundbreaking career included racing with not only the MDTRA, but also the IMCA, CSRA, and AAA, and the first black man to race in all four classes. His first AAA race saw him finish eighth on the high banks of Salem. Joy's success has seen him inducted into a number of Hall of Fames, including Harp, the Kentucky Motorsports Hall of Fame, the National Midget Auto Racing Hall of Fame, and High Banks. Those are our 13 inductees, which you will see inducted here in Knoxville on Saturday, June the 3rd. We would like to invite everybody over to that event. It's the Saturday after the Indianapolis 500. We have a great program here with our induction banquet. Knoxville Raceway is scheduled to USAC Sprint Cars for Friday and Saturday night that weekend. So we'd like to do that, make that out there. Also, we'd like to thank all of our national induction committees who do all of the nominating and all of the voting. A lot of people think that it's just one or two people who decide on who goes into the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame, and that's not true. Our voters are spread evenly across the country from coast to coast, and just to make the final ballot is a huge accomplishment. So we would like to truly congratulate all of our 13 inductees 
We'd like to thank our National Induction Committee, and we'd like to thank you all for joining us today for our first Hall of Fame Friday here at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. All right, there you have it, Bob Baker up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. A lot of great inductees right there. What do you think about all that, Kurt? Uh, yeah, some highlight. Corey Kruzman. Right. Uh, that's probably a long time due for him. We we recognize him as a two-time in the midget Chili Bowl champion. Right. Back in the day, Joey Saldana, very worthy. No doubt. Uh, to get into the Hall of Fame, joins his dad, Joe, little Joe Saldana, already a Hall of Famer, so mm -hmm. father and son in there. Joey, uh, he won the uh, King's Royal twice, not once, but twice during wow. his time mm. uh, driving in a sprint car, so pretty uh, pretty cool to see those guys go in. Yeah, no doubt about Bobby it. Bobby Marshall is another one. that uh, I remember him back in the non-wing days back back in the day, watched him race at Knoxville. Knoxville. Yeah. You know, he was at Devil's Bowl Speed. He was a Texan. Race a uh, pretty big star down at Devil's Bowl Speedway. Yeah, no doubt. All right, um, why don't we do this, Todd? We'll, we'll, we'll take a quick break here, and then we'll come back and we'll wrap up the show. Um, it's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Um, we'll be right back with more Mostly Motorsports. We'll talk about the inductees and some of the news that's going around right now in the racing world. We'll talk about that and more right here on Mostly Motorsports when we come back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, it works. So here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play away. Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay in play packages in our first class condos. 
a beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities, a large pool for relaxation and families, the Eagle View sports bar and grill, great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. Again, I'm Scott Trailer, producer Todd Surprise. Kirk Elliott hanging out with us. Kirk will be a part of the show every week in the future. And uh, we're going to start doing our show weekly on Mondays. At 12 noon Central Time, Kirk Elliott, Todd Surprise, and myself will be doing the show. What do you think about that, Kirk? You you excited about coming on Mostly Motorsports? Yeah, I can do this once a week. Uh, I couldn't do it five days a week. Sorry about that, Scott. I just couldn't do right, it five days right. a week. But uh, you did a great job a whole year of doing that. 312 episodes total you and austin year. were you and austin were kicking butt knocking out a lot of episodes that was month after month after month and i and you know the good thing was i only i think i filled in maybe two or three times during that whole time right. maybe twice and i came in on a few sat friday shows when we talked about well yeah yeah you, we talked about that was where we got the mostly part part right the I mean, mostly motorsports right right the mostly part is where we mostly talk about motorsports but Sometimes we, we don't. We get off. We get off topic. Todd and I like to talk music a lot. We will talk music, sports. We and Kirk. Kirk's a big sports guy. Like you said, we love yeah. to talk anything. Who, who do you play this weekend, Kirk? Your basketball team. Uh, I haven't looked that far yet. I, I don't know. Wow. What Friday? And he Did doesn't even Kirk know Elliott not knowing who they're going to play this weekend. Is that a shocker to you, Todd? It is a little shocking to it not is. know where he's at on the schedule. I haven't looked at it. How about that? That's a first. You have no idea who you play. I'd become a San Francisco 49ers I knew fan. you have. He watched oh, that game yeah. last night. That was a good did game. They, did they win last night? They won last night. Purdy looked pretty good. What, what, what was the score? Oh, they had to. They had to. Did you watch it, Kurt? I did watch it. What was it, 21 to 
27? Is that 13? what it was? Or 1321? Yeah. Kirk's yeah, Iowa State uh, quarterback play. It was playing quarterback for the 49ers yeah, last watch him night. Play. He looked right? pretty good. He's doing good. Had another good game last night. Through, through. Is he the future of the 49ers? You think? He, I think so. If he isn't, he's the future of somebody else. It would be hard team. for Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance to get their job back. Mister Irrelevant, right? And did you know the he Mr. was the last guy Mr. in the right. draft? And our running back. They kind of call him Mr. Ill. He was only six picks ahead of him. Did you know that? He was our seventh, seventh round pick. Two hundred. Right. So he was only six picks ahead of Mr. Purdy. So yeah, well, it looks like the the last round in the draft is paying off. Do you for think him. Pacheco is good as what people think he is? I think he's actually probably better because here's why. He sticks his head in there, man. Yeah, and, just and he holds people. on to that ball, and people don't realize that that's what'll get you put on the bench quicker than anything. Right. He's dropping, fumbling and, and, that ball. And, and blocking. And he can block. He can block in the he's, backfield, and too. And if you heard Ryan, Andy Reid talk, you know, he said he's picking up the blocking schemes, and that's a huge part of the NFL right. today is the blocking that everybody has to pick up on. I, I want to uh, bring up a, a topic that uh, Pete brought up here. He said Danny Dietrich on Facebook Live last night mentioned that he thinks Anthony Macri might be dealing with concussion-like sy- sy- symptoms. Uh, don't remember that being mentioned during the year, but he did have that nasty wreck down there at Charlotte. Pete post, posted up a uh, a link on YouTube there. Danny Dietrich posted that. You da- said Danny Dietrich is the one who commented on his uh, Facebook Live last night. Oh, mm-hmm. I I don't know anything about that. I don't either. But Macri had that big wreck, if you remember right, down at Charlotte. I believe he got together with the 55 car of Cole Macedo, right? Cole was yeah. driving that car down there at Charlotte, That was a right? nasty wreck. And, and then he got drilled by another car, yeah. the 49 car, come in there. We don't know if that has anything to do with that or not, but we remember that crash. Look at Kirk. Kirk always... Kirk always waffles. We don't he's, know that that's he's the what caused his concussion. We don't know that. He's the one who saves us from getting in trouble sometimes. I'll just put it that way. He helps us. Kirk, not get that was the last wreck he had. But was he involved in some other kind of a incident outside of racing? I don't know. I don't know the details of this. Kirk, Until we find out, it's just hard to Kirk is always know. on the fence. Well, we don't know. What the details are, why he I would a say that he that was a pretty nasty wreck that he had down there. It at was a nasty wreck, but whether We're that was the cause of his concussion, we now. don't know. We're looking we'll at try to now find out. Video. I would say that, that there's a very good chance that that wreck caused the concussion. But that's been several weeks ago now. Kirk, it takes it takes a while for people to yeah. recover from concussions. Well, we'll dig into it, and try to find the details of. Why that was a nasty, nasty wreck. It was a nasty wreck. We're right. looking at a little bit of it right mm-hmm. here. So. Right. When you back into Look, a he wall, got into the Cole Macedo. What's well, when he got hit. Backs into the wall. And, and when he backed into the wall, that probably would give him the concussion, right. I would think. And then he gets another hit after right. that. Right, and then he got the big hit from the well, 49 I car. Think more so when he got the hit after he hit the wall. Yeah, I mean, if you're concussed already with your hit and then you take another one, that's you're adding uh, let me let me ask let me ask Pete Pete what do you think you think it it's from backing into the wall or being hit by the 49 car I say backing into the wall would be the reason that he would hit because your head snaps back when you hit the wall backwards and 
when you when you hit the wall a solid wall like that your brain moves and hits the inside of your skull and that's what gives you a concussion that's what nascar's dealing with right now right with that head with their seat problem and i i would think that uh that hit to the wall would be the the case i i don't think it's from the 49 car well i hope he's gonna be okay mm-hmm. great talented young driver anthony macri who finished third in the north american 410 sprint car driver of the year poll right he had a great season what did he win 23 races something like that um i'm not sure what the number is to be honest with you he had an incredible season yeah no doubt um, we want to remind everybody that, uh, they're still going to be giving away the 2023 70th, 70th anniversary Corvette. It's the Z07 performance package up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. This car has the big brakes, big tires. This is a performance car, folks. This is a real race car on the street and the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is raffling this car off and all the proceeds that come from this race this car this street car goes directly to the national sprint car hall of fame and museum um it, it it's they're going to give you a, a chance if you want a buyout they'll give you seventy five thousand dollars in cash to buy out the car but why would you do that the car's worth over a hundred thousand dollars to be honest with you and I, I would say that me personally, I would take the car, the $25,000 they're going to give you for the taxes to pay for the car. That's what I would do. That car would be sitting in my garage if I win that car. It is a beautiful car. Again, it's the Z07 performance package. It's got all the big brakes, big tires and wheels. It's a real race car. It makes 760 horsepower. It's a, it's a great car. And again, you can win that car at winaz06corvette.com. That's winaz06corvette.com. And uh, buy you some raffle tickets. Help the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. And uh, let's, uh, let's try to get some money up there for the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Uh, we need to mention, too, uh, you got two more days to enter in the uh, Christmas Flash Contest for that Corvette. If you uh, enter using the code SANTA25, you get 25% more tickets and a chance to win a Corvette yep. gift basket worth over $1,000 if you enter by Sunday. SANTA25 is the code you put in, and uh, you get all of that. Right. And again, uh, you can buy that raffle ticket at winaz06corvette.com, winaz06corvette.com. And uh, all the, again, all the proceeds go directly to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. August 19th next year, they draw for the right. Corvette. The week after. Yeah. The National. The final day of the Jackson Nationals, actually. Right. No, no doubt. All right, so um, let's let's take a look here at uh, Pete says both hits. The second hit would be unexpected. Well, you, yeah, you gotta, they were both pretty bad. They're, they're both pretty bad hits, right? Um, T 
Tammy says 23 wins, including the 26,000 to win routine race at I-70 Speedway. So yeah, t- he won that that big high dollar race at I-70. Right. We were out there that night. That was a pretty good race. That was a big win for Macri. That I was said, one of the highest paying races the entire All Star season. At I I-70, I-70 seventy needs to get more fans. And I think Casey Schumann's going to be able to reel him in right. out there. I think so. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot of good plans out there. And uh, we haven't seen the full schedule yet of everything that's going to take place at I-70. Right. But probably need get, maybe Casey Schumann be a good guest to have on maybe the last week of the If we can show. get him on. We're going to get the head of the Belleville High Banks on next week. Tuesday, talk about big schedule. They've What's got his name? Kurt? High banks. Uh, Drew Erkenbrack, who is uh, the public relations. He's also a member of the board, and he helps set up uh, a lot of the uh, dates on their schedule. And talking about the USAC midgets returning to the Belleville High Banks. They're going to be running on the small track, and the Silver Crown cars are going to run on the big track, right? Absolutely. The, right. the 19th and 20th of May, two nights for the midgets. And the Silver Crown cars will be running the half mile on Saturday the 20th. So that'll right. be a big weekend. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you, you you heard this, Kirk, but Kyle Larson expects to run fewer races during the offseason next year. Uh, I think that's, that's great. Yeah, You know, Kyle Larson was just a little bit off his game last year, and he would admit that. And it wasn't just in the cup car. Right. It was in Everything. all of his racing yeah. and maybe taking a little bit more time off the off season to recharge his batteries and try to get his mojo back is not a bad idea. So uh, I think that that's a good plan for Kyle to maybe change up a little thing, take a little bit more of a break and come back with his batteries recharged and right. Uh, get his mojo back. He, he said, uh, help out where I can, just spend more time with the family. Larson said, uh, I normally go to a lot of races, but this year I'm not. I'm actually excited about it. I'm only going to run uh, one race or so this off season. I'm surprised it's uh, already feels like the off season is going by really fast because I thought it would be really slow with me not racing. Uh, but it's been good, and he's just not going to. He's just not going to run a lot of races this and year. He's got a lot of things going on. Aren't they expecting a third child? Right, they and are. And also, they they just built a house in the Phoenix area, I mm-hmm. think. So he's got a lot of things going on right now. So he's still going to run that Wild West Shootout for late models. I think he's right. committed to run that. He is not going to be running the Chili Bowl. Right. Hey, more power to him. Right, that's his choice. Yeah, I hope he comes back. And looks like he did two years ago. Last season, not you know, very he, good. He admitted he himself he made too many mistakes out on the racetrack. That that mistake he made at the Roble at Charlotte that cost him a chance to get in right. to the next round of the playoffs. Uh, that that was on him. Yeah, he, he made that mistake. Right. He didn't look like the same kid that on after races were over and before races. He was not the same dude that I had seen. The year before. Even, yeah, the, even the year before. But even, you know, it, it was dramatic change in how how his body and language and his facial expressions were 
when you were there. I did. He might have been going through a lot of stuff, and like you said, I, right? You well, he was know. just a little bit off last year. He was. You could he tell. Was. You could see it. Yeah. Um, um, looking at the high limits schedule, uh, Kirk, uh, they're going to start out at Thunderbolt Raceway, and then they're going to go to Lakeside Speedway, Thirty Four Raceway, Kokomo Speedway, Wayne County Speedway, Tri City Speedway. Eagle Raceway, man, that's going to be a good one. I I, I want to go to Eagle when they have that oh, race yeah, up there. Oh, yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah, and then they're going to Grandview Raceway, Hucett Speedway, Lernerville Speedway, Bridgeport Motorsports Park, and Lincoln uh, Park Speedway. What of those races would be your favorite to go to, Kirk, out of all those races? Uh, I'm thinking Hucett's and Eagle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those two, and Lakeside, of course, because it's close by. Right. Well, of course, <laughs> of course, obviously, yeah. Uh, but uh, that's that's a good schedule they got set up. Yep, no doubt. And, and that non-points event out at Thunderbolt Speedway, mm-hmm. which is a non-points event because of the location of where it's at. They just wanted to get a race out on the West Coast, but they didn't want to force all those drivers to travel all the way out there uh, for that event. And still compete for the championship. Right. You know, Kirk, I, I'm really wanting to go to the Coliseum. Well, go. I might just go out there and watch that race. Our friend from Kansas Speedway could get us in out there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you can You can get into that. Yeah. Um, well, uh, folks, again, tomorrow morning... Kirk and I have been doing a show for almost 23 years together. Um, it's called Track Talk, and we've been doing this show forever. Uh, I've been doing it for 24 years. Kirk's been with me for 22 of those 24 years. And uh, it's it, it's a pretty good show. Uh, we, we've been doing it on Sports Radio 810 WHB. For, Kirk's been with me for 22 of those 24 years. And uh, looking forward to uh, doing the show tomorrow. How about you, Kirk? Uh, we got Bob Baker on live tomorrow morning. He couldn't make it on today's show because right. he had some commitments uh, finished up Hall of Fame Friday up there. But he's going to join us tomorrow morning to further expand on these announcements made today. Right. And he'll be on with us on Sports Radio 810 WHB in the first hour. Yeah. Been a long run over there, hasn't it been, bud? Yes, sir. 22 years. Can you imagine that? And Todd's been with us half of those years. Yeah, and I, and Isn't, I, that funny? Isn't that funny, Todd? You've been with us that long. And and I listened for, well, I don't know, maybe a few years before that as right. a regular listener. So it was like, seems like I've been around even longer than that, obviously. But yeah, it does. It is kind of strange. When did you, what was your start date? I'd have to, I have to pull that up. I'm real bad. Kirk knows those kind of things, but even he, me, and him both have a hard time pulling that date out. I can't remember. Well, uh, you, you started. Was it the fall race that you come up to me and approached yeah, me about working when, with us? Yeah, that was when. When was we, it the fall race, Kirk? We made it official. It was right then, and then I think I came aboard. wasn't much longer after that. A couple weeks later, I wasn't just it? can't remember what year that was. Yeah, I know it. Do you remember what? It was eleven years ago. It was eleven years. Wow. So. 2010 yeah well you've been a great addition I to racing boys but yeah we appreciate everything yeah. you do todd yeah like no you doubt said, about it's it. been fun right i mean been at every one of your 
studios. I can say that from the first studio to this studio. That's true. Been been in. You've the been in the closet. I've been in a mall. Been in a closet. <laughs> I've been in a producer room. I've been behind a bar. Yeah. And now I'm behind the bar. So yeah. So no, it's it's. You've done a lot of remotes with us too over the years. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I tell people all the time, you know, when I first when we went down to New Mexico, I had no idea. Really, even what we were—I mean, you guys talked amongst yourself. I didn't right. even know really what we were doing. I didn't know. I, I was just going along. Like, yeah, I'll go. I'd never been down Tucson, there. Tucson, wasn't it? Yeah, we were. Yeah. We drove right on down there, and uh, I had no idea what we were preparing for. I had no <laughs> idea that this was USA Raceway. Yeah, Tucson. and this yeah. was the beginning of that. Was our first pay per view. That's right. It? That was the beginning. I mean, that was the the beginning of it all. I mean. So, yeah, I've been here from the beginning. I remember. You know what I remember about that trip? It snowed in Tucson. It was was major snow. So, they they got two inches of snow. Tucson, it snowed. Two inches of snow. It was a record-breaking snowfall. They were were freaking out. They were. We were were driving the streets of Tucson, Arizona, slushy, snowy streets. I mean, you'd have thought we were back here in Kansas City. And they didn't have any equipment to move it. Right? right, so that's the whole deal. They like, just had to let it melt. They didn't know what to do. I remember being in that hotel, and the Golf Channel was there. Because well, there's there a big golf golf event, event down, down oh, there. Oh, that's right. And there they was. were all following the Japanese golfer, right? And they were all out in the parking lot taking pictures of the cactus with the snow on it, right? And talking and and taking pictures because they had never seen snow, obviously wherever they and <laughs> and it was the damnedest thing. And I do remember this, you know when. The, the thing I do remember the most, um, I hadn't been with you guys very long, but we left a camera. Remember, we left a, uh, a streaming device on the roof of the track. We were all checked out. Oh, no, no, no. It was on the flag stand. Flag stand. And remember, I had to go back and well, get it, and it was a lightning storm. That's right. And I had to take that off of the flag stand, and it was scary as shit. So when I went back, I had Scott's truck. So we only had, we had the McCarthy rental that we used and Scott's tr- Scott's truck. Right. And I went back and he said, see if you can get in the gate and get over there to get to where that is. So I remember driving in and I said, the gate isn't, I called him. I said, the gate isn't open, but I can get into where the track is. And he goes, well, just drive over onto the track. And I said, are you sure? And he said, yeah, just, just go ahead. So I drove over there to where it was at. I couldn't get to where it was at. That's why right. I called. I said, Hey, you're going to have to come. And so, I made a lap around the track on the truck. I was like, what are they going to do at this right. point? And I thought, well, you know, I've had, this is fun. I, I mean, I'd never right. get a chance to do this again. So I made one lap and came back home. But if you remember all the, we watched the whole week while we were setting up, the art, the Air Force base was right across the the highway and that big field. Right. Right. And all week you could sit and watch them. They were doing test runs and everything. It was a, it was a very opening experience you know i'd never been that far a lot of good times never been that far south obviously and uh, it was well that was a big trip for scott or todd and i both scott you guys traveled those trips all the time out west me and kirk had never done long trips like that this was that was was interesting traveling with kirk me and kirk got to know each other you know really well we took the southern route to come back because there was a big snowstorm that snowstorm in texas there was so bad a snowstorm we had to take the southern i mean it was almost an eight hour detour where we had to go i mean it wasn't we went through El Paso, Texas. We had to go through El Paso. Been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> and poor Kirk Elliott. I felt bad. I drove the whole I let Kirk drive the first day down about six hours. Then I realized that it was, and I was like, you know what? I'll just drive. Yeah. It's better for me. And so I drove the whole time we were down there. But on the way back, 
we had we were dry, Kansas City. We were in about what two feet of snow, Kirk. Yeah. And we poor, made it home though. And poor Kirk drops mm-hmm. me off at my house <laughs> out there in Piper, Kansas. Yeah. And the deepest, and I say, Kirk, why don't you just spend the night? For Christ's sake, we've drove all the way. Now we've been driving. There was a foot of snow on the ground. He didn't spend the night. He went yeah. home, didn't all he? All the way back to back to Independence. Right. I mean, it wasn't like his day was. He had another good hour and 15, 20 minutes of driving in a two feet of snow, and we yeah. made it back alive. It was the it was the damnedest trip I'd ever I'd, I can ever remember. So, yeah. Yeah, but this is nothing to Scott Trailer. No, like I and said, him Scotty and Scotty Cook, Cook and were Jeff Christian. Scotty Cook and I and Jeff. Um, we probably logged about five hundred thousand miles. Yeah, like I yeah. said, when you put it, yeah. you look at the truck miles, and you and made those kind of trips all the time. All the time. Yeah. yeah when we made good. that first trip, and we st- when you said where we were going to stop, I thought, holy crap, that's going to be a long, that's a long drive, man. Where'd you get? Where'd, where'd you did, stop the first day, Amarillo? I, I can't. Yeah, on the way down, we stopped in Amarillo. Is that where was that, Kirk? I did we not, all met together? Yeah. We, remember? Did we, we eat at the Big Texan? We ate at the Big Texan. See, and I, I don't remember yeah. hard. All that's just a big whirlwind. I do remember going into the Big Texan, and I forgot all about that. Right. We did go yep. in there. Yeah. And then on the way home, me and Kirk struggled to find places to stay, obviously, because it was... Motel rooms everywhere and were it sold was, out, right? And we were we stayed, we went into one terrible motel room. We're in there about 10 minutes, and we checked out, didn't we, Kirk? Yeah, we had to get out of there. <laughs> try something else. What, said, was it full of bugs? No, it was just full of everything. It was just. It wasn't good. You think about what a bad motel or hotel would be? That was it. People that lived there, people that used it for a business, people that. Well, was, listen, me and Scotty stayed in some roaches. Yeah, well, we we but Amarillo up. is a great. Oh, that was stopping fun. off point to get down to uh, Arizona. I forgot all about oh, that. I know. That was fun. Yeah. yeah, I had a good time. Me and Scotty stayed many a nights in Amarillo. My yeah. my thing, I remember heading home, and I told Kirk Elliott, I was pointing, at, I said, man, or on the way down there, we were driving, and all of a sudden, all these buildings on our left, I said, man, look at all those houses and stuff. I go, that doesn't look code. Like, and then he, I realized, oh, that's Mexico. <laughs> right. We were right there on the board. And that we it were seemed looking. like it took forever. There's to a lot of shanty towns. <laughs> right. when, you, when you travel through the mountains up there, there's Ooh. a lot of little sh- shithole towns. Man, it right? was um, like Kirk's get ready to say. It took like it forever did. to drive through El Paso. It, it did. Like. It felt like it was a whole state <laughs> to us. I just, I just remember thinking that. So, no, it was fun. I agree, appreciate it. Yeah, so, no doubt. Yeah, 24 years for... So we're the racing boys in total on eight on WHB, but yeah, yeah. we've had a good, nice last, run, nice fifteen year run with all of us together here. It's been fun. Yeah, no doubt. All right, thanks everybody for tuning in to the show again tomorrow morning. We're on the air at eight o'clock Central Time. It's a two hour show. It's called Track Talk. Kirk and myself, along with Todd Surprise, we hope that you'll join us tomorrow morning. Again, it's on Sports Radio eight ten WHB here in Kansas City. You can watch it on our Facebook page, our YouTube page, and racingboys.com as well. We hope that you'll join us tomorrow morning. For Todd Surprise, for Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer saying thanks for joining us here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll see you tomorrow.